Entrepreneurs can get stuck in their head. If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. It's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by Perfect Publishing. Perfect Publishing is a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing is sharing a project of hope. We carefully chose heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Get adoseofhope.com. I'm excited for today's guest, Ramon Ray. Ramon is unapologetically positive and high energy. He's the founder of zoneofgenius.com, is a five-time serial entrepreneur and has sold three companies. Ramon is an in-demand motivational speaker, top small business success influencer, and event host. He's written five books, including Celebrity CEO, about personal branding. Get to know Ramon better at RamonRay.com. Ramon Ray and Robert talk about the power of discovering your zone of genius and how he wants to help everyone in the world know their zone of genius and start living into it. Ramon also shares about the value of shared experiences and communicating to your niche. You know their language, they identify with your stories, and communication feels natural. Well, Ramon, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to have this conversation and, and share your journey and adventure with the world. I'm excited to be here. Anyone that has the word smiling in their name or title must be a very interestingly amazing person. So thanks for having me. <laughs> well, thank you. And I love, uh, I know that uh, you're committed to uh, positivity and right. so love that about you. And that's part of how we connected and just uh, love the message that, that you're spreading as well. And so hope that between the two of us, nobody will leave listening without feeling better about themselves and about the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so typically, Ramon, I just let my guests share their entrepreneurial journey. And I know you've started a bunch of businesses, sold a bunch of businesses and love, love businesses. And so <laughs> would you share your journey a little bit? Tell us where you are today. Sure. Yeah. Today, I'm the publisher of zoneofgenius.com. Zone of Genius recently started. Uh, really is our whole entire goal is to help small business owners live life fulfilled. We're a media company. So that's what I recently just started. And right prior to that, for the last seven years, I've been producing smarthustle.com uh, that I exited or sold, which is a good thing. Some people are like, well, I'm sorry for you. No, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's where I am today. But I'm a keynote speaker, motivational speaker around the world, uh, authored several books, five total, and now the publisher of zoneofgenius.com. And prior to that, the, the journey, since you asked, is large part of my career and where I learned my had my first professional work was in the at the United Nations. Uh, before that, I was you know at a stock clerk in a local grocery store, things like that, some smaller jobs and things. But at the United Nations, so that was one big defining moment for my life uh, until I was fired, and I'm happy to go into that in depth. And then while there, though, I had also started a few small companies. Uh, my first one was a small technology consulting business. I did that's the 90s or so, the, the when modems were important. Whatever era, whoever's listening, <laughs> take your pick. But whatever eras, you know, modems and uh, 
1200 baud. I don't even remember, but you know, fax machines that early nineties, maybe something like that, I think, or mid nineties. So that was that. And then, uh, then I started a few companies and, you know, uh, and the rest, uh, as it were was history, but, um, yeah, I think I'll stop there, but the United nations started a few small companies, started a few blogs, but today publisher of zoneofgenius.com and a motivational keynote speaker around the world. Yeah. All the, all the listeners that, that have never heard the, the zing ding <laughs> noises <laughs> of, <laughs> of, of the modem connecting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, and the prayer that, you know, the prayer of the person just listening to the sounds of the fax machine or the yeah. modem going zing ding, hopefully it'll connect. It'll connect. It'll connect. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh yeah. All right. I love, I love Zona Genius. I'm a huge Gay Hendricks fan. Love the big leap and, and all that, that he taught in that idea and helping people discover their zone of genius. So share with us your journey in discovering your zone of genius. Yeah, I think it's been multidisciplinary. And, <laughs> and even though I started zone of genius, I'm no expert on it per se. But I think since you asked the question, two things come to mind. A few, uh, I don't remember how long it was now, but a few, about a year or two, it seems like to me, uh, someone said, Ramon, you're so high energy, so high energy. And Robert, I was so angry and offended by that. I was, in fact, very disappointed and sad because I wondered why can't I be the uh, Simon Sinek cool guy with the cool, you know, oh, you why? Or Seth Godin, who's known for so many amazing things. Why am I just high energy? I thought it was pejorative. But I embraced recently that authentically, this is who I am. We all have different gifts in the way we present ourselves. And I'd like to think mine is, some people said, Ramon, well, everybody says high energy, but those who get to know me know that's just how God made me. The moment I wake up, boom, I'm on. <laughs> so I think that's one way, if, if, it's, if it's helpful, of, of me embracing a zone of genius. And I think two of recently, I did a Facebook a, a post on Facebook recently. Uh, by the time people see this, it'll be you know some time, but uh, recently about living life fulfilled. And I was, I, and yesterday as we're speaking, uh, Robert, I had swung in a swing for just a few minutes. It was a beautiful warm weather outside and I was just swinging in a children's swing as we were just swinging. Uh, my niece had just come over. Uh, I have another niece coming over. I had a cup of coffee and I was just grateful at living life that way. Not everybody can. But God bless the people in Sri Lanka and Ukraine and mm. others. But my life today I'm grateful for. Is that, is that a long wind or is that helpful about how I'm seeing my zone of genius today, uh, Robert? Oh, I think it's very helpful. I think I had a similar experience. We, uh, I mean, I've been running my company since 2018. Add value to life is, is important because that's based on the idea of encouraging one another and lifting others up, right? Our, mm -hmm. our, our mandate as humans, I believe, is to encourage each other and, and lift each other up. But it wasn't until... Uh, actually, we were in Washington, D.C. doing a mm. book launch for, for our book, and everybody kept saying, oh, your smile. Oh, you're always smiling. And I said, you know what? Maybe maybe the smiling is the thing. And so so I've only recently added the smiling entrepreneur coach and embracing that that smiling I in similar. It. Yeah, in, in a similar fashion. Yes. And so yes. it it is my personality. It's how I show up in the room and and. And people always are complimenting the smile. So I said, let's let's just roll with it and, and put that and especially up. Especially with something good, right? 
right, Robert? Why fight it? If it's something good, they could have said he's a moron. He stole credit cards. <laughs> he, he, you know, kicks baby kittens. Can't, not, can't not grow hair on his head. <laughs> yeah, but, but why not embrace it? So you're right. To your point, the smiling entrepreneur coach, you know what? A lot of people call me high energy, positive. I've embraced it and I own it. Yeah, know, absolutely. So. And 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 like you said, it is good. It wasn't pejorative. It was it was a positive statement. And and, and I suppose there are some people that might be sarcastic about it or or might have you know a negative feeling about it, but that's their problem, not yours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I do think some people do have a high energy that is inauthentic. Like the one thing I so dislike is those people who say, so we're in a big room. And I know, Robert, I have a big voice. I know I can project, no question about it. That, you know, again, I'm not flexing. That's just one or two things that I do well. But the people, I don't need a mic. I, I don't need a mic. I have a loud voice. No, you need a mic. You don't have a loud voice. So the people who are that fake, ooh, everybody, let's bring high energy. Those are not high energy people. You can't bring high energy. You are high energy. You're just who you are. You can't like, you know, let's, Somebody told me I should tell a joke. So I looked it up and there was two turtles. Now let's get to the sales meeting. That's stupid. <laughs> yep. I, I agree. Well, authenticity is really important. It's one of the things that I like to, to chat about. So let's dig into the value of character, the value of authenticity and, and for entrepreneurs to be able to show up as their true selves. Yeah, I think it's important. I think that part of it is authenticity. It's a word, yes, that people banter around. But for me, I think it means some sort of trueness that I can trust. You have a buddy of mine, a friend of mine, Scott Simons of Carter Myers Automotive uh, in Virginia, a uh, big, big car dealership, 24 and growing car dealerships. And one thing there, the sense I get from him is that, listen, if, if we're not a fit for you to buy a car from us, we don't want to we don't want to sell it to you. There's, we can recommend you and refer you to others. Of course, that rarely happens to them. But I think that's what authenticity authenticity means is that, A, am I true to myself? When I look in the mirror, is this truly who I am? Or am I projecting and trying to be someone else? I think that the other part of that is the, of the, of the uh, who we are is um, what do people say I am? You know, like you said, the smiling entrepreneur, people got onto your smile. I'm sure there's 75 other things, Robert, that you're great at, that you're known for, that you're like, why do they say I'm good at business plans or math or whatever? And you are. But the, the one thing that people hook on was that. And for me, it's the high energy. And I'm sure they could have called me the smiling guy too. I smile a lot. But for me, they ever, the, the marketplace said, Ramon, high energy and positivity. And the marketplace said to Robert, smiling. And so we just own it. So I think, though, that being true is important. And last thing I'll say on that, Robert, is that be people of your word. You know, most people, thankfully, I think, are are decent people. But there's yes. a few people in the world that are, you know, the, the Bernie Madoffs of the world. And thankfully, you and I are not that. But it just remind us, let's never be those kind of people. Well, and and I, I think most people that are that are trying, right. That are, if they're, especially if they're in an online space and they're trying to attract an audience on Facebook or they're trying to attract an audience on, on YouTube and, and they feel a pressure to act like an influencer. And, and, you know, I mean, and now obviously we've all heard about the scoundrels, right. That are out there renting an Airbnb and parking a, a rental Lamborghini in the front and spending the weekend, taking all their photos and, and doing all these things to, to put on, you know, a show, right? So, so there are those people out there pretending to be better than they are or have gone further down the road than they really have. But I think there are entrepreneurs that are in that middle ground that, that just feel this pressure to, 
to act a little differently, to, you know, to try to be Simon Sinek, to try to, <laughs> to, to try to show up as Ramon in the room. Right. And the other guy I wanted to show up by was Steve Harvey. I'll, I'll confess that too. Steve Harvey. I want his swag. I, and I, I still model people. I think it's okay to say, huh? I like how Robert has it, but continue on. But Steve Harvey's the other guy. <laughs> I, I love that. I, my, my wife loves Steve Harvey loves, and she just loves watching his reactions yeah. to to people on his show and, and yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> it's uh, he's, he's got such a great presence. Right. And, and always, I mean, always he's well-dressed and promoting yeah. his own clothing line. And, and, and I like that idea of modeling and, and there is a, a big difference, right? You can, you can model somebody without, yes. without copying them. In fact, I think that's honoring them yes. and, and part of your own growth journey. And, and so it's not fake until you make it. It's not, you know, I'm, I need to fake and pretend to be this right. person, but I can model certain characteristics of theirs. I can, I mean, I do that in, in my studies of biographies, right? I read about Henry Ford and about Walt Disney and, and, and there's certain attributes. Oh, I'd like to, I'd like to add that attribute to, to my character, to, to who I am. Absolutely. And yeah. That's, that's a great way to, to, to look at that. So you mentioned living life fulfilled and, and mm. you mentioned gratitude. I want to kind of go two directions with, with those. I think one of my big goals is to help entrepreneurs recognize that you can design the life that you want and you can create a business to support it or multiple businesses, you know, eventually if, but, but for many people, they feel like that's just so out of reach mm. that, that it's just not, not for them, maybe. <laughs> and and I think, you know, this this idea that we can design a life and then create something to support it and, and make it happen. Yes. Would you speak you know to that in your in your case? Yeah, I think it's two things. I think as far as the business owners are concerned, I think that we should try to wake up every morning. The goal should be to have our business serve us. And that may be Ramon's making 35000 a year in New York City. Reasonably speaking, I think that's not too good for anybody, but let's pretend Ramon's happy with that. Robert could be making $3 million a year in middle of Iowa. My point being, putting the money aside to a degree, can we run our businesses, Gino Wickman and some of the books that are here, and I'm sure you've quoted these people, that it runs well and that we can wake up in the morning with our business serving us, with our business, our slave. We not slave to the business. So I think that's one thing, Robert, that I'm uh, seeing and trying to make sure I do. Because as I tell my team uh, all the time, it's a great day when you say, Ramon, I'm not available Thursday to Sunday. I'm taking off. Great. This is why I'm paying you not to <laughs> slave away and work away. So I think that's what, for me, I'm seeing more and more is that let's design businesses that are profitable, that we charge a, not a market rate, whatever that may mean, but a charge a, a nice fee because our clients see value in that fee. Not, not gouging them, but in a good way, uh, that we're looking at our finances, that we uh, have a good team assembled. We're leveraging the power of technology. We understand the marketing principles, right? We're, we're niching, even though it's an overused word. I do think there's power in that to our degree. And then once we do that, we've earned the right, I think, Robert, to live life fulfilled, that we don't have to work so hard because we have a team. I just told one of my colleagues today, her name is Helen. I said, Helen, my job is to take care of you. Because if I take care of you, you will take care of all the myriad of details that I'm paying you for as we help build zoneofgenius.com. Absolutely. Well, I, I love that you, you mentioned <laughs> niching down is 
is so over definitely overused overstated and yet it's still one of the areas where many entrepreneurs really just wrestle with that idea of picking that narrow you know narrowing down to the the least common denominator that they can communicate with and obviously you come with a marketing background and 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 understanding how why is it so important to to narrow that who you serve down to to know exactly who you, you can identify your people in a room. One thing that I heard from Lamar Tyler uh, is this, and I'm going to start off. It may sound a bit not controversial, but some people may not get it, but follow me here, Robert, and <laughs> allow me grace on this. So Lamar Tyler has a business, a, a digital marketing business focused on black business owners. Hmm. And I asked him, I said, why black business owners? Because for me, uh, Robert, I've been, you know, as you can imagine, you know, in the black community, Ramon, you can be our black Twitter guy or black Wi-Fi guy or black retargeting guy. And I'm like, eh, well, that's just not my my focus. I'm for everybody. And I think retargeting is for black people, white guys and Spanish guys. We kind of do it the same. <laughs> but what, what he told me about targeting is shared experiences. Mm. And it opened my eyes. It's not a racial thing per se, and I'm going to get to the broader point of niching, of course, but meaning, of course, you know, having, you know, digital marketing company helping Irish business owners. I'm not saying I don't like Spanish people as Irishmen. I'm making this up, so give me some grace here. Maybe we drink the same beer or we we have the same background and food. 80, 90 percent is the same thing we're saying to everybody. But I can say a little joke, a little context, a little background that the, all the Irish guys will get. So going back to niching in general, we are a digital marketing company focused on Latina women who are high uh, uh, high net worth. Latina women who are high net worth speak a different language than Latina women who don't have a large net worth. So mm. that's the power of niching. We, we focus on small uh, three-year-old children with ADHD. Everybody in that demographic, the parents, the kids, they all speak a language. They all know the acronyms. They all know the struggles and the success. That's the power of niching. So I, I hope that was helpful if people didn't get a little, you know, but that's the power of it. However, you're going to niche. That's it. Oh, absolutely. And I think shared stories, shared experiences really helps you in marketing and communication because then you're not, then you're speaking from your heart, right? If you, if you are your own avatar, if or if a piece of your own avatar is inside of you, that makes your communication so much easier because you don't have to spend hours writing these marketing messages. Yeah. Vet- <laughs> veterans, imagine they all speak the same language, meaning, especially, you know, we're special forces veterans. <laughs> 80 to 90% of what Robert you could share is the same you'd share with me, but 10%, they're going to have insider jokes, talk about sad things, maybe maimed or warfare that unless you serve, if you did, I don't know if you serve, but those who I didn't serve that we didn't go through. That's it. Absolutely. I have served, but I was not in combat. So, okay. But still, but thank you for your service. So being in the military though, you'll understand a whole lingo different than I would ever just because you've served. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, That's a great way to, a great way to look at it. So obviously gratitude is, is a big part of you mentioned swinging on the swings with your nieces and, and just just yeah. just being grateful, finding a moment of gratitude. And what other ways has gratitude served you in, in your journey? Yeah, um, I think that just and you don't have to know you're OK because of somebody else's misery. I don't have to be grateful. Oh, 
I, I had a tire blow on the highway. Robert had two tires blow. Ha! I must be okay then. It doesn't have to be like that. But on the other hand, Robert, it does help me think, oh, I'm angry because my tire had a flat. Oh, wow. Robert had four flats <laughs> go out in one day. Let me be a little more grateful. Silly example. But I think that's it kind of helpful. Now, it's good to be grateful because I guess God put it in us. Um, you're just grateful. I think that's just part of the human experience. Something beyond us. But on the other hand, I think that's for me, Robert. Gratefulness is just, you know what? I got a piece of bread. There's some guy out there who only has half a bread. I'm so grateful. So I think that's for me. And just and also thanking others. If I'm thankful, Robert, thank you so much for seeing I could have some value in having me on your podcast today. That that's that makes him feel appreciated. That's it. Some things, Robert, I think we're born with, right? I heard a podcast once or a discussion. Somebody said babies are born, I think, right? Knowing how to suck or eat. That's just natural. Nobody has to teach them. They're looking, even animals, looking for the for the mama's breast or nipple, whatever it is. And then two, fear of falling, I think. I'm sure there's more, but those are natural things. So I think gratefulness is something, Robert. Thank you. You can't fight it. You're like all fuzzy inside. And same with me. <laughs> well, and I, but I think obviously you and I, have huge positive mindset, huge positive attitude. But there's a lot of people out there that don't get that. They they haven't gotten there. They're still, they're still feeling like they're victims of the world. They're, yes. you know, the, the, the news makes them feel bad. The life makes them feel bad. They're depressed. And, and gratitude is so powerful. It can start to change that. It can start to help them. And for me, gratitude is simply, it's, it's an opportunity to focus on what you've got. And not get caught up in all the stuff you don't. That's right. <laughs> and and even the flat tire, even in the midst of a flat tire, as frustrating as it can be, I can I can find things to have gratitude for. I'm yeah. grateful there was a place to pull over. I'm grateful that I my dad taught me how to change a tire. I'm yeah. grateful that you know T-Mobile's paying for AAA now. I you know <laughs> I'm I'm grateful for you know that, I mean you can get caught up, but but so many. I mean, all of us have yeah. been around people that 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 flat tire would ruin not just yes. the morning it would ruin their entire day every meeting they walk into they would say oh yeah i had a flat tire oh yeah now i have flat tire they're full their entire day every interaction every conversation is going to start with that flat tire and and it i i just man i you got to snap out of that yes. you know circumstance and that thing it's just a thing right you know, and, and for me, I love I love the idea. Well, that sucked. Now what? Right. And I can switch yep. gears. Yeah. You acknowledge it. That sucked. Got it. However long that sucked is an hour, a minute, two minutes. And then you move on. And Robert, do I have time to tell you a true story of a flat tire that happened to me just recently? Absolutely. OK, it's not I mean it's not directly relevant, but it is a true story. I'll just, you know, jive <laughs> with you here. But uh, I rented a car on Turo. People don't know Turo. I'm not selling it. I have no affiliate deal, but it's a pretty cool service. They, they, you know, you have Uber where you're somebody else is driving. You can rent your car from the traditional rental car places. And then Turo is this, I rent a car from Robert. Is, have you used or have you heard of Turo? I have. Yeah, okay. I used Turo. I've used it a couple of times. Works oh. great. You know, pick the car up yep. right in the airport parking yep. lot and off I go. Yeah. So I did that. So I used Turo first time and I, I signed up like within seconds as my plane was taking off because I couldn't <laughs> find a car. Point being is I rented some expensive and I'm not a car guy, uh, BMW X5 or uh, some version of either. X yeah, X5 was the car ultimately got. Point being, I rented a car, pulled out of the lot, Robert, and I heard a clicking sound. I didn't leave the airport yet. The car had a flat well, side of the road. So I wasted an hour or two calling, thank God, AAA, had a flat tire. 
and I'm new to a user. So then the guy upgrades me like so maybe X3 or some SUV to the X5, I think is the is the is the sedan, I think, the, the high-end vehicle that people love, I guess. I'm not a car guy. So he was more excited. Oh, you get the X5. I'm like, okay. So, anyways, so I'm driving that car. And basically, bottom line, he tells me that Ramon, just so you know, Turo's policy are the, the end user, you, Ramon, are responsible for tire damage. So the car itself was $800 rental for two days, something. Then a tire was a $500 tire. Point being, I think that's why flat tires may be in my head subliminally. I just wanted to share that. It literally happened to me, this flat tire. But you know, Robert, I was grateful that at this season, I had the money. Not that I won't ever be a sucker, but he was such a nice guy in the whole experience. And it, it could have happened to an idiot, a, a mean guy, but he said, no problem, Ramon, text me. I'll replace the car. We took it to the BMW dealership. Everything went well. So just to your point, even in that situation where I had to pay a lot of money, I was just grateful to well, work think, through with a nice guy. Most people don't realize most rental car companies, you're responsible for the tires unless you've upgraded. Oh. Even a windshield, you get a rock in a windshield. Right. If you haven't paid for the extra insurance, you're responsible for that windshield. And so it's uh, <laughs> now, like like you said, that doesn't happen. 99% of the time you rent a car, you don't have any issues at all. Never. And, so <laughs> and this happened, by the way, I think it was good. But the other good thing, he took, he paid half of it because it kind of happened, Robert. And I recorded, ironically, I don't know why, it happened in the garage. So he, <laughs> I don't think he would have given me a car like that. He was too nice of a guy. But my guess is, as he pulled in, I bet there was, a, it was a projectile this big, Robert. Oh my gosh. I bet he rolled over it when he parked the car. That's my guess. But who knows? So he yeah. paid half and I paid half. You nice. can't get better the nicer guy than that. Right. Well, and 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 obviously it's it hurts either way, right? <laughs> Nobody wants a flat tire on their own car, let alone yeah. when you're borrowing a car. And and so so that story brings me the idea of of communication and and relationships. And I think you know, there's three things that we don't talk about a lot in, in our culture. Schools don't teach us right financial literacy, time and, and money management literacy, and then and then relationships and, and communication. And and so it sounds like you had a great experience in that. Let's talk about the value of that positive interaction and communicating in a way that even in a negative situation is really uplifting. You know, obviously you're trying to solve a problem, but yes. but at the same time, you can treat others in, in a positive way. That's right. I think most of the time, Robert, it's not what we're saying so much. It's how we're saying it. You know, mm -hmm. Robert telling me, hey, Ramon, um, you're a total idiot because you spelled something wrong on your website. What a moron. Don't you know better? That's different to saying, hey, Ramon, listen, can I just share something with you to help you? You, you spelled the word word wrong on your website and maybe you want to fix that, buddy. You know, that's <laughs> He said the same thing, but one way was with grace. So I think you're right, Robert. I think for me, um, the aspect of um, how we say things is so much different per se than what we say. And just communication, just being a nice person. What is the saying? I don't know. Nice guys finish last. Something like that, I think it says. But I don't know about that. I think in my life, yeah. People could have thought they could roll over Ramon. Maybe I paid a few percentage points more than the other guy who was a bit hard. No, I'm not paying more. But you know what? I sleep well at night. <laughs> I'm I'm friendly with everybody. I don't have any enemies that I know of. So <laughs> I feel pretty good. Maybe if I was a meaner guy, I would have get less rates or better rates or faster cut somebody in line. But then I'd be like, oh, did Robert see me cut somebody in line? Just, you know, <laughs> I don't live that way. <laughs> 
Well, and that, that sounds like it creates a lot of pressure, right? Like, I mean, I guess my younger days I had, uh, I would compare to road rage, I suppose. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, trying to get to that yeah. next destination faster and, and, right. and better and, and, and driving you know, with that pressure. But I realized that pressure doesn't, I'm only hurting myself, right. right? Yelling and screaming at the cars that aren't, aren't going fast enough or aren't letting me in or aren't moving over, or, uh, you know, and we're all in, we're all going to the same place. You know, we're all headed in the same direction. We're all trying to get everyone, everyone on the road is trying to get somewhere. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, being able to let that go is this, like you said, man, I sleep better at night. I, I don't have all this pressure. And, and I think, I mean, it's similar to the idea of, that I can control other people that I can, you know, have these, this, this other impact in the world. And I think there's a lot of people that have stress and anxiety in their lives because they're trying to control things that are outside of their control. Whew. No, for sure. A hundred percent. And when you try to control things outside of your control, it makes you very fresh. I must say, Robert, it does feel a little good when that guy tries to go fast and they got stuck in the same place. You smile just a little bit. <laughs> then you got to check yourself. <laughs> it feels good. So, or to so, scream. <laughs> so, so two weeks ago, two weeks ago, we're, I was following somebody and we're in the left lane and, and we're doing about, you know, five, ten over, you know, that, that range mm -hmm. over the speed limit. And this car pulls up behind me and he's just all over. like, and, and finally he went to pass me and he takes off. Well, the guy in front of me hit his brakes and I hit my brakes because on the right lane on the exit ramp was a state patrol car. And that guy never saw him and room in the state patrol car, put turned on his lights. It was right. like, that was a moment of joy. I will admit yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen often that somebody That's speeds right. by you and then you, the cop pulls them over right yeah. in front of you. You're like, you it happens oh. to you. Us. <laughs> there was, there was a moment of joy there. I'll, yeah. I'll admit we will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, Dream Life Planner, Move from Tired and Overwhelmed to Free and Empowered by Noelle L. Peterson, available on Amazon. Or you can order a personalized signed copy at empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R, to dream.com. That's empower, number two, dream.com. If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. That's so let's allowed. talk about the power of networking and the power yeah. of, of creating a network of sure. like-minded supporters and power partners and and just the, just the, the the power of community. Yeah. My good friend Sarah McCord, uh, she built a community of over 80 moderators and, and hours of content on Clubhouse. And she calls it like-hearted, like-hearted, because we all may not agree, but if our hearts are in the same place, we can all get things done. But I think it's important. I think that this community is important because community is what uplifts you when you're down. Community is where you can go to for advice. Community is what can can correct you in a, in a good way. You know, if you're being a total idiot, you know, Robert can come in. Hey, Ramon, dude, listen. You didn't have to push that kid down the stairs to get and jump ahead of them in line to get the ice cream cone, Ramon. Come on now, Ramon. That wasn't nice. Okay, Robert. That wasn't, you know, <laughs> I would never do that, but I've been silly here. You get my point. So that's the benefit of community, Robert. I think that everybody 
needs community. And part of community could be, yes, your parents or family, depending on your age and you know where they are in life. Part of that community could be your own kids. Part of that community could be your bros or your sisters. And part of that community could be your church or some other group like that. So I think there's different levels of community as well. Part of the community can be your professional community. And shout out to a community I'm in called Breakfast with Champions on Clubhouse. I encourage all those listening, uh, if you haven't used the Clubhouse social audio app, you may want to check it out. It may not be for everybody, but I found that there's a lot of silliness on that app. But one really good group is called Breakfast with Champions Community. So um, community is important. And it's, it's, it's helped me because we don't know what we don't know. That's one. So having a community of, of people that we can turn to is good. And then I think two is that, um, uh, again, that upliftment. We're all, again, these are one of those things that I'm a firm believer that God has made us with. And those who may not believe in God, whatever you believe in. But the point being, you know, certain things we need. And I think community and, and comradeship is important. Imagine Robert doing this podcast alone, like a dark screen over there and him saying, him just talking to himself. I mean, I guess Howard Stern and a few others could do that. They can just talk for six hours straight, right? But most of us want to talk to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, well, my stories would run out a lot faster. <laughs> so I appreciate I appreciate guests that are willing to come on and share their stories. And I I, I love that looking at it from the side of community and, and you mentioned, you know, we don't know what we don't know and being open to a community allows that level of growth that I think most people don't experience. Yes. Right. Because yes. they don't have somebody in their life that's helping them see what they don't know. <laughs> that's right. It's important. Mm -hmm. Important to have that reflection around us. Absolutely. Well, that brings me the idea of, of intentional community, like mentors and, mm and having mentors in your life? How have mentors served you? And how do you encourage an entrepreneur to, to find the mentor that, that can support them? Yeah, two mentors in my life. And again, mentor is something I think, you know, there's mentors and then there's coaches or, or consultants. I think two di kind of different things, coaches and consultants. Generally speaking, if I vibe with you, I pay Robert to help me. And that is a form of mentorship. So I think everybody needs that coach, that consultant, some of their life they work with on a regular basis. Doesn't have to be your whole business, but in seasons, I've had coaches, consultants, or others. I think that's one. In this aspect of mentorship, I do think there's a slight difference. And I think mentorship is, it's kind of a vibe. And not quite like a marriage, but let's say it's me and Robert. I may not vibe with Robert. Robert may not vibe with me. He may not be my mentor, but if we vibe, if, and especially if he's the one who has the more experience, he's like, you know what? I like this guy. And and if he's open to it, especially use I'm like Robert. Can, can I call you once in a while? Not every day, not not every Thursday at ten, because that's more <laughs> consulting. But Robert, can I just text you every once in a while? If I'm feeling down, if if I if I don't know what to do, if my kids, you know, if something's going wrong, that's kind of mentorship. Where it's not, you know, kind of that buddy side, that friendship side. Oftentimes, I think there's no money because then it's more formal consulting. But I think everybody needs somebody they can turn to. Two mentors in my life, Robert. One was Mr. Tidambaranathan an Indian Hindu gentleman uh, who one of his quotes, he would say, I, I was working at the United Nations, a very frustrating and toxic environment at the time I was at. And Ramon, slow down, Ramon, you are too angry. Don't write the email right now, Ramon, slow down. That's a poor accent that he had, but I say it in honor of him, in honor, I mimic him in honor. You know, he he poured so much into me. His name was Mr. Chidambaranathan, or we called him Mr. Nathan, and I love that man so much. Um, another mentor who currently I have is Yaakov Yurinsky. Uh, we're similar age. Uh, he owns a uh, an IT technology consulting company. We're, we're same age, both I think about 50, but he's had a little more experience in building larger businesses, and I see him as a mentor. He ironically turns to me too for advice, but those are two people I would shout out and say that everybody needs to find a Mr. Nathan or a Yaakov in their life. 
Nice. Well, and, and I recognizing the difference between coaching and mentoring, typically a, a mentor is somebody that's been where you, where you want to go. Yes. And, and a coach is somebody that can help you get where you want to go. And, and so there's a little difference, right? In the experience and, and expertise where, where a coach is trying to pull it out of you and, and, and help you, you know, figure out your journey. Yes. <laughs> and so they may not, I, I, I use the example of, or heard the example recently of, you know, Mike Tyson's boxing coach mm-hmm. has never won a world title. And mm-hmm. I think about Tom Brady's quarterback coach has never won a, a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And yet Tom Brady's paying him to teach, you know, to, to work with him and, and his quarterback skills. Right. That's right. <laughs> and yeah. so, and I think part of it is because I think if you're good, let's say you and me, Robert, you, let's say I was your coach. If you're already a good speaker, already good at what you do, I can still teach you new things because I'm learning, I'm reading, I'm the academician, but you're the one that has to implement it. So I think that's interesting you said that because I may not be able to execute it. I may be mm. poor at speaking, but I can be your mirror and look at you and say, Robert, I've 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 talked to hundreds of speakers and Robert, no, no, stop, I, 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 stop Robert, do it again. Say, good morning, USA. And, and you know what I mean? If, if you get what, the play here that you're the one that's going to be on stage, you're the one that has the talent to execute it, but I can definitely be your iron sharpens iron and help you get better because yeah. I'll be working on your mind, on your heart. I'll be seeing things you're not. So sometimes the perfect speaker in this case is not the one to coach the other perfect speaker. It, it takes a, the, the mentor has a slightly different uh, uh, skill set. Absolutely. And I like how you put it, you know, help you see, they can see things that you can't see. And and it's just like the quarterback coach can see the arm angle, can see the elbow, can see, you know, hey, keep your elbow down. Try it. Try it with your elbow in a little bit. Right. And and, and of course, all those other details that that we cannot see and we're blind to because we're arrogant and our ego is saying, oh, we got this. I, I, I know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> but when you hire a coach, you open yourself up to say, all right, I feel like I know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but I'm missing something. Yes. And that outside set of eyes is so powerful um, to help somebody see what they're missing and open them up. And for me, it's it coaching is the the power of curiosity. Mm. And, and so being able to to explore into somebody's life with questions and and you know, not just asking them where they're stuck, asking yes. them why they think they're stuck and asking and how how has curiosity served Ramon? Yeah. Um that's a good question. I think it served me because I think the opposite, if you're not curious, how do you grow? Mm-hmm. I don't think you can grow if you're not curious, if you're not always challenging. Doesn't have to be, have, doesn't mean you have to be an idiot about it. And Robert says, Ramon, it's, it's, you know, Monday and it's sunny outside. No, it's not. It could be snowing. That's being stupid. But I think the curiosity of challenging yourself, how can we do better? Asking, hey, Robert, listen, I baked this cake for you. Was it okay? That's curiosity. I mean, not just to give it to him and leave. No, I want to hear, you know, Ramon, it was great. My two cents from a little more sugar, a little less walnuts. Great. Now we know that's curiosity. So I think curiosity in the broader sense is just being willing to course correct, being willing to do better. I think that's the aspect of what curiosity is all about. Mm, so powerful. All right. You mentioned authoring five books. And what, what's what been the impact of, of being an author? Hmm. I think I'll get a bit transactional for me. I just wrote them really because they were good talking points to get me on podcast and they, and they, and I didn't have a PhD or a master. So that's the selfish reason. If it makes sense, you know, I wish I could say it like I wrote this book because I wanted poor children in Cincinnati 
to have a better life. Well, I didn't write it for that, but <laughs> but I'd like to think I must say celebrity CEO. Uh I didn't write it like to have an impact per se, kind of like the person who started a business. You did it just because you liked donuts. You wanted to bake it and sell it. I didn't do it to change the world. But I must say, celebrity CEO, uh, I have pictures of people bookmarking it, emailing me selfies and saying, Ramon, I learned a lot. And so that makes me happy to know that people can take those concepts of, of ask for a smile before you ask for a sale, build a community of fans to nurture to a sale, be building your personal brand and that it's helped them because most small businesses are not going to do Super Bowl advertising or not going to do big campaigns. It's it's our smile. It's Robert. It's me. I, we can call whatever Corp Inc. we want. Perfect publishing. Get a dose of hope. Add value on entrepreneurs. All that's important. Smart hustle. Zone of genius. But yeah. People know it's me. It's me. You know, this is not Starbucks or Coca-Cola. They know it's Ramon. So I think that's the impact is that knowing that what I wrote, indeed, it's helped somebody for sure. Mm. And, and that does feel good. And, yes, it, and it And it should create opportunities for you to be on podcasts and to be on stages. And because even the idea of being on a podcast and being on a stage is to help people. Yeah. So more people hear the message and, and more people can find opportunities to have that hope, to have have those lessons that will help them get to another level. So appreciate appreciate that so much. <clears throat> so obviously, I think you mentioned we've talked a little bit about gratitude. How how has contribution served you in yes. In, in your community, in, in, in the things that are important to Ramon. Yeah, no, it's so important. I think, well, as far as, gra as, far as gratitude, yes? Well, contrib well, contribution, right, to your community. I mean, you know. Oh, oh, me contributing to my community. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, no, I think you have to pour in. I think you have to give in. If you're not giving in and you're not contributing to others, if you're not pouring into people's lives, I think you, you can't live properly. So I think we have to be givers to be getters. That's the big thing I learned. We have to be givers to be getters. That I think is absolutely most important. Givers to be getters. For sure. So in what areas do you love to give? Um, well, I think time is one. I think that's one area that I really like is time. You know, I'm always open as best I can uh, to always helping somebody out because I've been helped so much in life for sure. So I think uh, the aspect of helping others. I think that's the biggest way I love. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think mm -hmm. just how can I be of service? How can I be of value? Um, money? Sure. You can, money is easy to give. Sure. But I think how can I be of service? I think um, I like that. <laughs> nice. I, I like that too. <laughs> uh, and, and I think time times a lot of times overlooked, right? But the opportunities to volunteer, the opportunities to do community projects, to, to serve community organizations. Um, I, I've seen, I think you're, you're, you're judging for, or have been a judge for uh, entrepreneur development contest or, um, and, that, and that's leaning into the community that, that you, you want to bring up, right? The next generation of, yeah. <laughs> of entrepreneurs. And um, I must say even some volunteering, Robert, I would say thank you for that acknowledgement, but even a bit deeper volunteering, even for things that you don't get anything back. Cause even that, yes, I like to do it, but it builds my brand a bit. Right. But even sure. volunteering, I mean, just uh, an entrepreneur that wants to take 30 minutes of your time and you give them your time, nothing back, no return, no glory. Just <laughs> absolutely. If I can do it, I'm here for you. <laughs> nice. That's powerful. I yeah. mean, I, like you said, givers, givers can be getters, right? But yeah. 
typically people want to be getters first and then yeah. give, right? I'll, gi I'll give once I've gotten. Yes, correct. But time, you don't have to wait because nobody's going to, Robert can't give me, write me a check for 10,000 hours. Doesn't work that way. You know, I saw somebody mention this morning, it's, it's the one place where Ramon and Simon Sinek are the same. That's right. But he doesn't know I'm building an app to give me six more seconds in the day than him. Nice. <laughs> and you too, by the way, you'll have to buy it, lease it from me. All right. <laughs> How much is six seconds going to cost? Right. <laughs> well, you can only buy it yearly. So it's oh. six seconds a day times 356. Yeah, it's, it's about $10,000. There's a delivery fee for an installation fee as well and a training fee as well. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's that's awesome. All right. So you've traveled some. You love to speak. What, what's the favorite place you've visited? Mm, probably Aruba. You know, probably Aruba. I like to be. It's been cool. nice. The event I was there was really big. So I like. I think Aruba. I like that they have something called pistaches. That was good. All right. Tell us a little more. About Aruba? About a pistache. Oh, it, it's like a um, Danish. It's like a Danish. Danish right. uh, cheese and a little sweet. So pistache. I think I'm pronouncing it right. If you go to Aruba, <laughs> get it ask for a pistache. But I, I have a feeling something's telling me I'm pronouncing the word wrong. But that's okay. <laughs> They'll figure it out. If you, if you make it to Aruba, you'll figure it out. Yes. <laughs> Ramon recommended this, and I'm going to keep going store to store till I find somebody. It'll that be everywhere. Me. Everywhere it'll be. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Ramon, what inspires you? Hmm, those are deep questions. Um, I think what inspires me is to, uh, as I turn 50 this year, to just live a life, and this I really do mean, of, of, that when I die, which will be in if all things go according to the natural order of life, 30 to 40 years, 30 to 50 years, um, that I've made a greatest impact in the world that I can. It could be impact in just my nieces or nephews, could be impact for sure my wife and kids, or an impact in a huge way like a Zig Ziglar, impact with hundreds of thousands or millions. Either way, I, I want to make every breath I can to make an impact in the world. That excites me. Nice. Wouldn't wouldn't it be awesome if every human being wanted to make an impact? It would be. And I think well, many people want to, but they're just not purposeful about it. That's the difference, I think. Or they don't believe. They don't, they don't believe they can. Yeah. They, they believe it's for, for someone else to do. They believe it's outside of their zone of genius. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because they haven't tapped into their zone of genius yet. Yes. They might, most people don't even believe they have a zone of genius. That's true. And if they go to zoneofgenius.com, we can hopefully over time help them see that more and more. <laughs> oh, so exciting because I think everybody needs to believe in their zone of genius yes. and, and step into it. It's, it's, uh, it, it's kind of like aligning yourself with how you were created to be. Mm, and, mm, and, yes. and I think most people are living by default, right? They take yeah. the first job that, that was offered to them out of college and it takes them down a career path that they didn't really, well, oh, it's close, right? I, yes. You know, they offered me a job, it pays good, and then they get stuck in the good pay and, oh, I'm getting paid so good, I, I can't go someplace else because I'll give up all of this. That's right. But and even decide, yeah, and even if you decide not to go someplace else, I encourage you at least do an experience. You know, you may stay at the same job, but at least on the weekends, do what you really love. Mm. So good. Man, start a side hustle that passes your experience right up. <laughs> it's right. 
Ooh, the power of serving others is is so strong, right? That you know, you you could start a side hustle that quickly could pass your <laughs> pass up your corporate income <laughs> and and free you from feeling like you're enslaved. And if it doesn't, you'll at least be happy. So it may not, because you may be making a ton of money at your full-time job, but still be unhappy. But at least mm. your side hustle, hobby, whatever you call it, it just makes you happy. All right. Speaking of happy, how important is play and fun? And, and what are some ways that Ramon likes to play? Not really important for me. I mean, it doesn't mean I'm not a well-rounded person, but I'm just not a play and fun guy. Um, so yeah, I, I hate to be a downer. I think it's important. I think it's important, but me personally, I, I love what I do. I could do this all day long. So it is important. Let me answer it generically. Play and fun is important, but I think it, everybody has to define what they define play and fun as. Put it that way. You know what I mean? Well, so, but, but I, I'm going to challenge you a little bit because I think it. I think I think your work is fun, and so sure, you find but, you right. find play in your work. That and, is true, but I also want to give credits to that can easily go into workaholic. You know, so sure. I want to be honest and say that if you're all day, oh, it's fun for me to look at Excel spreadsheets. So I think for me. I think the fun I do is I, I, I'm in my church on the weekends. I am very active in our, yeah, I'm very active in church. I, I, my travel around the world, you know, I try to take a day or two here. Then my wife often comes. So I guess that's why for me, it's not specifically like I'm on the rugby team or, oh my God, work is over. Uh, my, my stay at home life enables me to integrate what normal people call fun in it, if that's helpful. So I, that's why I don't have a specific, like a hobby, like, oh, I golf. My, my life in general is fun. So yeah, but, but for, for those listening, Yes, it's important. Play and fun. But I think, um, yeah. I Aruba, Aruba, sounds, Aruba sounds an awful lot like fun. <laughs> yeah, but it was. It, I went there for work. You know, I went there speaking for an event. That's why I but went. Sounds I like you still went to the beach. <laughs> uh, once I did. But but meaning even that, like, see, beaches I don't like. But oh, I get what you're saying. But meaning, so hence, that's why I say for me, being on that stage, just the experience of being in Aruba with my wife. Hmm having a dinner after the speech that you see how it's kind of muddied for me. Some people, especially working a nine to five job you don't like. That's why for those people listening, the importance of play and fun is more important or how it's structured. I think different than possibly you or I who I'm flying to Aruba to speak, getting paid for it. I don't even like beaches, but just the dinner afterwards flying sure. to there with my wife sitting in a nice hotel. That's fun for me. So I don't need to have it like, oh, I took off. Thank God it's Columbus Day. Oh, I'm so glad it's Labor Day coming up. <laughs> I don't have those moments. Nope. I and I agree with you that, yeah. that it is a different lifestyle, but there is there is definitely still play within yes. within your work for sure. So I, I want to go to boundaries because I, I obviously you you have some boundaries that you've set around your business because you mentioned I don't want to be a workaholic and right. the value of protecting your relationship with your wife and 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 your family. So, so how have you used boundaries in your life? I mean, do you have some, some boundaries over, over certain things to create harmony in your relationships? Sure. I think that um, I'll word it this way. So yes, I use boundaries and my boundaries are integrated into everything I do. So for example, I'm very purposeful to take my adult daughter who lives with me out to a dinner once a month could be more. I don't remember, but I have it in my simple task management to remind me, take her out to dinner. Same thing for my wife. That one I think I need to put on again, the recurring stop for some reason. We still do it, but meaning, and we're together so much. I work at home. Again, it's a little less, but that's the type of banjo I have. For example, I wake up at 4.30 in the morning because uh, the Breakfast with Champions community, we have live programming starting at 5 a.m. 
I wake up at 4.30 so I can have my devotions and prayer time, do my push-ups, drink, eat an apple, an orange, and drink a bottle of water. That's a discipline I want. So boundary and discipline, I think those are interchangeable in some degree. So that's how my boundary are. It's not so much a hard boundary because I try to have a very disciplined life, if that makes sense. So my push-ups uh, daily are important for me as an example that I make sure I do that. Uh, on a frequent basis or spending time with my family or, or calling my son who's an adult. He lives in another country, but meaning those things are important to me. And yes, thankfully my business doesn't get in the way of it. But to those, I must say, I always want to speak to both for those who are in a stage in a season where business is really tough. Hopefully it's a season for you and you can get a team member, hire an executive assistant, build systems and processes, uh, raise your prices. So you don't have to work so hard, things like that, which you can start to live a more fulfilled life. Um, if you do some of those things and work with Robert. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, those are areas we, we definitely want to help people design their life. So you mentioned a morning routine that, that, that yeah. four 30 to five yeah. routine. Are there other routines that are important to you? Um, I bet I have a hundred routines that I can't think of because they flow <laughs> so naturally, but I, I exercise, as I mentioned, you know, at my waking up at four 30, but I do like to do my push-ups and stretches and power walks pretty much six days a week. Um, and beyond that, I think it's just a routine of life, being a good person. Yesterday, my wife has recently been into watching Korean movies where they have the Korean audio and English subtitles. I can't stand them because I just I don't like just staring at the screen to understand it, but she likes it. So once in a while, I'll sit and do it with her. That's spending <laughs> time together. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So speaking of your wife, mm -hmm. and what's your most memorable date? Uh, Aruba. I think probably, um, I'm guessing, I think it was Aruba. Well, most memorable one for me was when I flew her somewhere to a concert um, to see a famous musician she liked. Uh, I didn't like it so much because he was just all fine and all fly and had perfect hair and a perfect body and a Southern accent. So I didn't quite like it, but yet I knew she would like it. So I did it. So y'all y'all guys listen, and I'm sure you, Robert, can sense what I'm trying to do. You know, he wasn't all that, like he was a number 10. He wouldn't have went, but he was enough you know, that I was like, you know what? I can go hand to hand with him in combat if I need to. So I'm half joking here. But but that's one thing that was cool. Just a surprise her with that big surprise. I like big experiences. She's more of a simple person. Like I got her uh, a gift card to Smoothie King yesterday. Oh, my God. You thought I got her a diamond ring. But for me, I'm like a big experience guy. We got to fly in a jet, land. And before we land, we have to crawl out of the jet in the middle of the air, get into the limo. The limo has to have the engine running while we land in the tarmac and then fly over a canyon and horses have to capture us as we're going. That's the kind of thing I need to do. But her, she's like, oh, just take me to Smoothie King. Yep. For, for my wife, it's Cold Stone. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. If, if I take her to Cold Stone once a week, we'll stay happily married for a long time. I love time. it. Isn't that nice? <laughs> it is nice. Absolutely. And, and, and those things, those things are important, right? Because yeah. it's honoring, honoring that relationship. And, and yes. I love that you honor your, your relationship with your daughter. I was committed to dating my daughter while, while nice. she was in our home. And then even when she came back as an adult, <laughs> that, that, you know, because I wanted to set a standard, yes. right? My, my faith has given me a standard mm -hmm. and, and I wanted her to see that that this is the kind of man that, that you should be. Yes. You're worthy of. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. There's wonderful. There's way too many bad examples and bad relationships. Right. And, and, and the only way our kids are going to break cycles and have better relationships and longer term relationships is if we give them the tools 
to, yeah, to make yeah. that happen. And yes. so, yeah, so felt that was very important for, for both of my, my, my son and my daughter. And so, yeah. um, Love that. My son's in another state. He's not in another country right now, although our whole family, uh, they were raised in another country. So they, yes. they have they have that that experience. And it's uh, I encourage people to travel and, and live in other places yeah. and do other things because because the experience from that is. I think it's eye opening. I think it is recognizing, you know, being able to take both my kids to Africa and to truly nice. see to truly see they grew up in South America. Okay. But, but Africa is a whole different level of poverty that yes that that it is it is even fathomable to to yes. Americans that people are still living in mud huts in yeah. in the Serengeti in Africa and yeah. and they truly still are and and it's it's mind you like your boom like your brain yeah. goes how is this how are these people still living this way it's, yeah. and yet it's a, it's an incredible culture to experience and to see and and so those things are. I'm super blessed and grateful that, that I've had those opportunities. Absolutely. So your faith is faith is important. And it is. how how has your faith and, and your spirituality served you as, as an entrepreneur, as as an influencer? Sure. I think faith is something that keeps you grounded. I think that's my opinion. It keeps you grounded. I think that um, if you don't have that, I think it's it's hard to be grounded. There's a very limited what you can do on your own, very limited you can do with your own strength, I believe. But I think having strong faith is that what do you do when other humans are not around? I'll give you an example of this. I take the New Jersey light rail train uh, to church uh, from the suburbs as I, am I supposed to say suburbs uh, to, to the hood where I also grew up in Brooklyn in the hood as well. But I, I go to church in Newark, New Jersey, where it's, it's the hood. We've had murders and things happen. Point getting, there's a little ticket. In fact, I'll show it to you. There's this ticket here that you have to get from the, for the light rail. And you're supposed to just put the ticket to cancel it. Now, the only way people will know you've done it is random. There's random checks on the light rail by the ticket people, whatever. They don't have guns or anything, but, you know, randomly. They'll be there once every 100 trips. Do you know how tempting it is, Robert? I'm like, it's random. They're not going to come. Most of the time they don't. Or I could talk my way out. But my faith, because for me, because of God, I'm like, how can I do that? So I think for me, that's where faith comes in per se. It's, it's something that's stronger beyond yourself. So for me, that's where my faith comes in as an example, beyond other things of, you know, uh, what do we go when we die and things of this nature. But I think for me, my faith is a crystal part of just knowing that, no, I can't cheat the vendor, not because the vendor will find out, not because IRS, but because of faith. And for me, because of God. Nice. Well, and that level of integrity, right? If I'm willing to sacrifice my word, if I'm willing to sacrifice my word over a, a $5 light rail ticket, yes. then... Then I'm willing to, to to do you know manipulate business relationships and and do other things because because I want to have that level of integrity where where I'm I'm paying my way <laughs> in every situation yes. and and I want people to be able to trust trust me and trust my word. All right, Ramon, here's the big one. What's what's your big dream? Uh, big dream would be to have more recurring revenue at a higher level so I can make a bigger impact, not just for my immediate needs for the next you know, few years. That's easy. I'm probably there now already, but for others. And time is good, 
but money, Robert, enables you to do a lot more things in, in the way I mean, meaning, no, it's not about money, but no, money is important as well. Rockefeller and others were able to do a lot more things that we see today. So I think that would be one big dream. Uh, beyond that, I'd love to have a TV show um, on regular TV, like not OTT, like real TV where your grandmama can see it on her rabbit ears TV. Um, but the reason I didn't say that one as a dream so much, because I'm getting closer to doing that. So I'm sliding it off the dream list. It's it's closer to reality list, if that makes sense. So dream. Absolutely. Eh, it's, it's sliding off because I'm seeing it happening. So <laughs> congratulations. That's uh, that's exciting and 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 well earned through Thank through you. your discipline and, and consistency in yeah. showing up and how you show up in the world. And so recognize the the, the power of that. Um, I am moving towards an online TV opportunity. And so I'll, I'll take that as a stepping stone towards. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I have that as well. Things of that nature happening. Yes, indeed. Well. Absolutely. Well, and, and, and that's really the power of podcasting and the power of, mm -hmm. of putting yourself, putting yourself out there in a consistent way is you, your opportunities open up and, and yes. it's, it's pretty cool to, to have those kinds of influences and opportunities in, in this electronic age. Absolutely. Like even the opportunity for you and I to have a conversation from New Jersey to Colorado. <laughs> hey, look at that. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm very appreciative. All right. So you've spent the last hour sharing with these entrepreneurs, sharing your adventures, your journey. You want to leave them with Ramon's words of wisdom. What would you share? Yeah, I think that life is a journey. I tell my kids this all the time. Life is a journey. So make the most of it. And I think if you make the most of life, you'll eventually end up living life fulfilled. So I think that's the best thing I can leave with people. Life is a journey and live life fulfilled. Ramon, thank you so much for taking the time today to hang out, to, to share with me. I appreciate your attitude, your smile, and of course, your presence. And, and I you. appreciate you taking the time and sharing with my audience today. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. And everybody, go tag and tweet and Instagram and selfie Robert uh, Peterson. Let the world know that he's an amazing dude. Let the world know. Thanks, Robert. <laughs> Woo, thank you. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. ADDValueMindset.com. In our next episode, David Avern and Robert talk about customer experience and how it's different than customer service. David shares incredible insights into the rules companies create that disempower their frontline workers from truly helping people. The world is changing and customer expectations are changing. Your business needs to understand and meet customers where they are and give them what they want.